Yeah, yes, we have we face uh, some difficulties as any project. Uh, we had so many challenges, but because we do believe that we had to do this, and be, because we noticed, you know, the positive results in the new generation and on the kids, this was a great motivation, you know, to keep going forward and uh, um, to cope with all these issues. That was the voice of Afnan Ali, the award-winning Jordanian entrepreneur who founded Eureka Tech Academy. I am your host, Ali Zweil, and this is the Startups Arabia podcast, where you learn about the Arab startups ecosystem from the best founders, investors, and operators in the region. Welcome to the Startups Arabia podcast. Our guest today is Afnan Ali, the founder of Eureka Tech Academy. Afnan started her career as an electrical communications engineer and uh, worked in research and development before starting Eureka Tech Academy. Eureka Tech Academy prepares kids to be engineers, innovators, and tech entrepreneurs, and she's had an impact on thousands of kids. In the process, she's won many awards, including the UN's UNCTAD Award for Best Female Tech Entrepreneur in 2020, Best Arab Entrepreneur in 2015, and she's been selected in 2018 by NBC, the IMF, and Harvard Arab Conference is one of the best enterprises in the Arab world which had the potential to make an impact. Now, here's our interview. My guest today is Afnan Ali, who I'm very happy to host. She's the founder of Eureka Tech Academy. And I love Eureka Tech Academy because of the impact it has. Eureka Tech Academy has trained thousands of kids on, you can't imagine, on innovation and engineering. So these are little kids are, that are going to have a huge impact on the future of their country because they have uh, like absorbed these important things from when they were very young. Not only that, she's won so many awards, including uh, in 2020, she won from the UN's uh, UNCTAD, the Top uh, Women in Business Award uh, for 2020 for her impact. So I'm very happy to welcome you today, Afnan. Thank you, you? Ali. Oh, good, thank you. How are you? Uh, good. Um, so let's uh, start from the very beginning. Can you tell me like the story of uh, Eureka, how it started, how you ended up uh, creating it? Well, uh, Eureka's story started since I was a child. I wanted to be an inventor and an innovator. And then I used to have this kind of notebook to, to, to write the dreams that I want to, uh, to achieve in the future. So one of my dreams to invent some products and services in the future and to be an inventor. And then it turned out um, I visited Silicon Valley in 2011, and in Silicon Valley, uh, it was um, the spark to think seriously about the academy, which can teach kids technology and engineering uh, in my country, Jordan. Um, so that's the, the, the roots of the story started since I was a child. And then I went to college, uh, engineering college, uh, as the electrical and communication engineer. And then in Silicon Valley, the spark of Eureka uh, came to my mind. So when I went back um, while, um, back into 2014, 
I decided to start Eureka as a tech academy for kids. Wonderful. So you've made the, this decision. You really believe in what you're doing. What are the first steps you took? What did you do to make this happen? Well, um, actually, and, um, I, I took a lot of courses in business. I won a lot of, of competitions and business planning. But uh, when it comes to Eureka, um, I did not make any business plan. Uh, Eureka started out of question. I feel that I need to make this because it has to be done. Something uh, uh, something ha has to be done and teaching kids technology. So I, I did not make any business plan. I started to get out of the dream, out of the bedroom. Um, so there was no clear capital. There was no clear business steps. Um, um, we started by um, uh, making the courses, make some advertisements. And uh, some uh, children and kids started to enroll in the courses. And after that, Eureka um, um, start, uh, started to be bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, yeah, we reached to around 10,000 kids so far who um, uh, received the training, advanced training, the courses uh, in Jordan. And we hope to expand, of course, to the Arab world very soon. Okay, so so you your starting point is kind of to to create that first product, that first course. Uh, I mean, how did you design it? How did you decide what what the market needed, what people, uh, you know, what, what kid would would be interested in doing? Or did you get it right from the first time, or did it take a while? Mm -hmm. So um, that the the vision of Eureka started out. I was a entrepreneur. And I had um, a product that I wanted to convert it into real uh, a product uh, when I was in the college. Uh, this product called Tipno. Uh, it is like a portable human heater, which makes us feel warm wherever uh, we go inside or outside buildings. So I started uh, developing this product after graduation from the university. And it took around three to four years from prototyping one, prototyping two, three, and then uh, making the the final prototype in Germany and then the production in China, the first uh, production in China. This journey gave me like an indication of how we should build a kind of curriculum to teach kids technology. Of course, after that, so many people joined Eureka. Um, a lot of people um, participated in developing the content and the curriculum and the course plans, all these steps. You know, um, it's, it's about teamwork. It's not about individual work. And um, then, you know, editing and uh, the continuous development process until we reach to the program of Eureka, which is like a Thunderbolt, it's like development technology where we teach kids um, uh, robotics, then electrical engineering, then electronics, IoT, um, renewable technologies, coding like Python, web development, and we end up with commercialization, product development, and tech entrepreneurship. So it's like years of diploma for kids in technology. Um, and the second thing that we took into account in the top 10 required fields, according to the WEF reports, the top 10 required fields since 2017, almost all of them around technology. So when we develop any content or any curriculum in Eureka, we always took into consideration uh, the required uh, topics and required fields uh, from the um, international you know, reports. Um, and the required uh, skills uh, that the youth uh, need uh, those times. Right. So basically, you started with uh, the first version, an MVP, uh, with 
based on your experience as you were starting your own company. And then you started iterating on that with the team and, you know, with experience with the kids and it just, and it developed from there until it solidified one. And you knew you were like, you know, you found the market and now we're 10,000 kids later, right? Okay. Um, so I'd like to like move on to ask you, you know, I mean, something maybe that's not so solid and not so technical, which is, you know, I mean, when I was doing research for this episode, one of the really cool things was seeing so many videos and, and photographs of smiling, happy kids. Uh, so, you know, I think that, and I thought to myself, it must, it must be really cool to, to and it's something that fills you with optimism to work with so many kids all the time. And you must have some really nice stories from these kids. Do you, uh, if you want to share anything, maybe, you know, things that, that stand out uh, from your experience. Yeah, one of the most important things I like in Eureka are that um, those kids, uh, sometimes they come to Eureka while they, were, they, they are uh, kids, and then they grow up in Eureka and uh, become adults. And the thing that I'm proud of is that, that some of them, some physics graduates, now they are a part of the Eureka team. Uh, now they are employees at, at Eureka. And the thing that uh, those uh, employees, they are the most uh, innovative, they're very loyal, you know, because they got, they, they got the sense of Eureka since they were children at this place. So they have the history, uh, they, they have history at, at Eureka. And one of them, um, his name Hamza, uh, he joined Eureka, I think he was 14, 15 years old. He was very creative, he was very innovative, he was, uh, uh, he had a really extraordinary uh, technical uh, and print capabilities skills. And, uh, uh, after that, he um, he joined um, the engineering college, uh, computer engineering college, and now he's part of the Eureka team. And um, uh, sometimes uh, I consider him like one of the founders for Eureka because he added a lot to that to 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 Eureka. Now you know he, he's uh, he started now working because he's about to you know, to graduate from the university. So uh, these are the stories that I really feel proud of. So to, you know to to, to notice the change. Uh, of the uh, students um, along their lives since they were they were children, and then when they got into university, and then when they joined, you know, uh, started their career path and stuff. Uh, so I feel proud of this side, actually. So I mean, when you going back to the UN's award, uh, it, it's an award that focused on I'm quoting here, you know, resilience, sustainability, circularity, and inclusiveness uh, for, uh, in the venture. And um, while you were receiving it, this is, and I'm quoting you, you said, starting a new project does not necessarily need a business plan, but having an unshakable belief of the why behind the, this project is a must. So, I mean, do you still uh, believe that this is the case? And, and what's the role of planning in Eureka's progress over time? Actually, yes, I still believe in this quote, uh, which is, they uh, said almost, Business plan is not saying planning is everything. Yes, that's really good plan for everything, for all details. We, we make a lot of plans. But the, the, the thing which is more important is the why behind everything that we are doing. Because when you have a business, when you start a project, you will always face difficulties. And 
if you don't have a clear why I'm doing this, clear motivation behind this, which is should, uh, I do, I do believe it should, should be connected to your personal thoughts and your core beliefs and core values. If you have such these uh, motivation, um, this one helps you, you know, to continue and to um, uh, to cope with these problems and to solve these difficulties. But if you don't have a clear why behind uh, the, the project, uh, a clear vision, why I'm doing this, I think um, you will give up very fast. Uh, and this is what happened in UK. Yes, we have we face uh, some difficulties as any project. Uh, we had so many challenges, but. Because we do believe that we had to do this, and be, because we noticed, you know, the positive results in the new generation and on the kids, this was a great motivation, you know, to keep going forward and uh, um, to cope with all these issues. And you know, speaking of challenges, uh, you provide in-person training for kids, and then COVID came in uh, 2020. I mean, that must have been a huge challenge for the company. How did it hit you and what did you do? Last year, 2020, uh, it was a gift for us because um, in 2020, we uh, we managed to uh, to make a digital, to make a, to make a digital transformation. So uh, we made the Eureka Online, uh, which is Eureka Technical Work Academy. Uh, it was um, like an online academy to teach kids, you know, technology what remotely. Um, we started make this kind of digital transformation in 2018, but when the COVID, you know, uh, happened, uh, this was a great motivation for us, you know, to uh, to make it uh, even faster. So within a couple of months, we made digital transformation. We have courses on uh, online in our Eureka uh, Tech uh, platform. And we managed to scale up uh, fast uh, and to teach kids in public schools um, advanced topics in uh, artificial intelligence, including in algorithm. From the North Jordan to the South Jordan, we reached villages. We we, we reached uh, a lot of public schools. And this would not happen as uh, COVID did not happen, you know, because the COVID was the motivation for us, you know, to 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 go faster in the digital transformation. And um, alhamdulillah, we did it very successfully. Perfect response to the challenge. I mean, that brings me to another question. Uh, something you also you mentioned when you were receiving the Umftat Award, which was uh, that you want to reach one million Arab kids uh, with your education. Uh, how, how do you envision doing that? Now we're working in Eureka. Eureka now is scalable model, and we are working now to make um, uh, like um, regional competition for the for the kids in the MENA region. Um, we are in a phase to start expanding um, outside Jordan to reach kids, but you know it's not easy to teach kids advanced technology and at the same time make this online. So we, what we usually do, we create like kind of hybrid model between online and offline. So we are now in the phase to 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 plan for this uh, strategy, how we can teach kids advanced tech courses online, but to keep them involved in hybrid model offline. What we what we are in Jordan, uh, kids, um, uh, we give training uh, courses for kids online while they have uh, like exams and competitions offline. So this. 
if they like motivation, you know, there's a competition, there's a near motivational system. And this is actually the weakness points in teaching kids uh, uh, online uh, courses. If there is uh, there is no clear motivational system, they will not be motivated, you know, to uh, to go to the next. They will not be motivated to complete these courses. So we are now in um, in, in, in science um, to create this kind of hybrid model for those who are remotely um, uh, and geographically remote uh, from from Jordan. Uh, so we hope that we can build a strategy soon and uh, we can uh, move uh, very fast to uh, a lot of kids in the Arab world. Yeah, I know there will be demand in Egypt and I'm sure everywhere around the Arab world for the great stuff we're doing. Okay, um, I wanted to move up to something more like personal. Uh, you know, you have won so many awards uh, from the UN. I mean, when I saw your bio, there's, there's a big long list. Uh, from uh, Arab Entrepreneur of the Year in 2015, uh, the IMF and Harvard Arab Conference recognizing the recent impact in the Arab world. So many things, well, wonderful things, uh, deservedly so. And uh, I was wondering, with all these things, with all this recognition, how do you keep yourself ambitious and motivated? I need that words and the rises. All these things are really nice, and uh, yeah, it gives a kind of motivation for for an entrepreneur. But I think again, the most important uh, part is the vision behind this project, the vision behind the uh, Eureka itself. This is what makes me motivated. You know, to wake up early uh, every morning and uh, meet the team, I talk to the clients, to motivate the kids. Um, so I think uh, which makes me motivated is. Uh, the vision, not the words. Or the words, maybe it comes in the third, fourth place, but not that in the first place. Um, the ambition and what, what it drives me is um, when you see, you know, this kind of shine in kids' eyes when they feel that they made achievement in technology, when they build a program, when they made a robot, when they um, uh, when they made their own project uh, in technology. This kind of fraud, uh, uh, this kind of happiness that I notice in their eyes, this is the most important award for me. So um, would any one of these children come to me and uh, and say, okay, Ms. Afnan Yurika changed my life. I think this is the most important award for me. And this is what really, really yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. One, so, um, okay. Uh, yeah. Moving like to another... Uh, Thing also from your, uh, I guess it's a type of recognition as well. Uh, queen Rania, the Queen of Jordan, uh, visited uh, uh, Eureka Tech I think in 2017 and sat with the kids. And uh, I wanted, can you tell us more about that? How how it came about? What happened? Yeah, you know, uh, our Queen, uh, she's very supportive for entrepreneurs, and she uh, always uh, took care about the. Um, the details and the, the infinity project. So uh, it was really to honor that uh, uh, Her Majesty visited us uh, with the, uh, the students and then she talked to them and asked about you know the content, uh, the project, the next steps. Uh, um, it was uh, it was really a um, uh, motivational thing for us uh, and the students. Uh, uh, and the readers were really happy at the experience when they met the uh, Majesty 
and, and how did it get organized? I mean, did you do something or did you just find a phone call coming to you? How, how did that help? Well, her, her mercy, Quinonia, uh, he, she, uh, she always pull up all the projects and all entrepreneurs in Jordan. So, uh, uh, she knows, uh, she knows a lot of details and she knows about, uh, a lot of projects. So, uh, um, she heard about Eureka and the, you know, the success stories from the children and the success stories of Eureka and, uh, yeah, uh, their office, uh, yeah, us and arranged this uh, visit. So, I mean, okay, um, moving from that story, uh, to, you know, the, the, uh, and also like adding the awards and recognitions and the PR, you, you are pretty good at marketing and, and talking about Eureka with like getting, uh, public like uh, uh, views of what Eureka Tech Academy is doing. Uh, so that must take some amount of your time. I mean, how, how do you divide your time and, and what are the best practices for getting good press coverage and, and awards and things like that for, and how have they helped you? Come? Um, actually, well, what ha what's happening in the marketing is very organic. Um, a lot of well, um, uh, TV channels or uh, newspapers, sometimes radios, um, they, um, uh, they, they make requests from Eureka, you know, to make um, interviews or to know more about the story of Eureka. Because Eureka uh, started uh, in 2014, so it had been like eight years. Um, so they always want to know, you know, um, more about the success story and uh, what's happening inside Eureka. Sometimes they want to, um, you know, meet the children and uh, to, to talk with them and to know more about their projects and ask them about their future. And this is the most uh, important, uh, and, and this is the part, I, uh, the most important part I'd like because when I see those children uh, have interviews uh, with TV channels, and I, I can again see that the shine in their eyes uh, when they uh, talk about success to their dreams, which uh, uh, become reality. Um, this makes me really happy and proud. Okay. Um... So this is a question from a follower of the podcast. Uh, her name is Valenta Kruri. She's from Palestine. And she wanted to ask you if you uh, uh, get um, any support from the government or, or Jordan, or this is totally something you did uh, like without any government support. Uh, actually, we have uh, some agreements. We, we are, well, the government in Jordan, especially the Ministry of Education, it's a partner with Eureka. Oh, uh, so we, we have this kind of partnership with the Ministry of Education to teach uh, kids in public schools at technology and um, engineering. Uh, so we have what we call it the National Tech Project. We made so far two phases, phase one and phase two, where we, where we teach uh, distinguished students from public schools at some advanced uh, tech courses like uh, uh, coding, algorithms, uh, AI, uh, artificial intelligence. So the, um, the, the government is the, one of our vision partners, actually, at Eureka. Nice. So um, let me like leave Eureka for a moment and ask you uh, how you see the opportunities in the Arab world, in the startup area. Where, where do you see the biggest opportunity moving forward? I think the opportunity is uh, now in the tech area. There, there's a lot of opportunities out there. 
But these opportunities will be for those youth um, who have uh, the ability to change fast and to learn fast. They will have unlimited opportunities because everything is changing very, very fast in the tech field. And this will create a lot of opportunities for a lot of people. While it will increase, create unemployment for a lot of people as well. So uh, I do believe that there's all those opportunities, but it depends on us, on people themselves, whether they have to give it these opportunities, or um, uh, by of course by keep learning, uh, or uh, if if we if they are like slow and not see this change, I think a lot of opportunities will be missed. Last question before we go into the quick fire questions round. Uh, so, I mean, you are a solo founder. You founded Eureka Academy of your own. And we all know, you know, founding a company can be very stressful. So, how do you keep your life uh, balanced? How do you stay, uh, like, uh, focused and, and you know, and, and mentally in a healthy way? Well, actually, uh, when, uh, when we started Eureka, first three years, uh, maybe four years were really tough. And I say tough because um, well, the most important part as an entrepreneur is what is kind of sometimes multitasking, you know, because we didn't have, at that time, we didn't have, you know, the, the, the team who can, you know, uh, um, solve uh, the problems, who can, you know, where you can delegate, I mean. Um, but mm-hmm. now things have been changed. Um, personally, I do believe that happiness is much more important than achievement. And happiness is one of my core values. So um, inner peace is my, one of my core values. Uh, having this kind of portable uh, um, life, family, love, it's one of my most important core values. So uh, having this kind of balance in my life, it's a, it, it is a priority. Well, so for example, um, for six months, I started this kind of schedule that um, I go to Riga and I have um, just worked four, four days uh, per week. And uh, it's three days, it's like for family, with friends, for self-development, um, because um, Having to your business, having to your own personal project, it's really great. But which is more important is to have this kind of silence and feel uh, deep inside that you are satisfied, feel the inner peace, to feel that you are happy, not to feel that you always have to rush. You have a lot of goals. I don't, I don't like this kind of life actually. Well, uh, so keeping finance, I think, is one of the most important things that we as entrepreneurs, uh, we have always to think about. I agree. Uh, but do you think it would have been possible in the first two to three years? To keep that uh, No, no, it was almost impossible. Yeah. So it's the, the sad uh, truth of it. I worked a lot of hours in the first three, four years, sometimes uh, 10 hours, sometimes 12 hours per day. And I was really happy at that time. I was really excited um, because, uh, again, the, the why was very clear for me why I'm doing this. Uh, the results was you know, very clear as well. Uh, the achievements, the records, the, the, um, the, the results with the children and the, the parents and the content and the curriculum and the cross was very clear. So uh, I'm really 
even at that time, I was really happy. I spent uh, like sometimes 12 hours at the office. But now, uh, not anymore. Yeah, we, uh, this is the natural progression, I think. So now to the quick fire round of questions. First question, what book do you like or books do you like to recommend to others? Um, I like reading and um, the most important uh, kind of books I like about self-development. I think one of the mo most important um, books I read, uh, it was about planning and it, uh, it changed really my life. Um, another book, uh, it was for Elvis uh, Hay, about appreciation. Uh, so uh, these two boxes, I think, uh, the, the most important books that I've. Okay. My second question is, who do you yeah. think we should have as guests on this podcast? Well, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that I think that uh, they can uh, they can be like guests here. I think one of them is Muhammad um, Shakir. He is the founder of Arabia Wizard. He is a Jordanian entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, I think he has a lot of lessons and the greatest stories for sure. And Anan Khanan Khadr. Anan She is a founder of Hello World Kids. Okay. Hello. And I think the founder of Alba. Rami. Yeah. I would nominate them. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, finally, the quick fire. What questions should I have asked you that I didn't ask? I think uh, these, uh, the, the questions were great. And uh, I don't have anything in mind so far. Fair enough. So, um, I like to end the podcast on a note of gratitude. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what is a gift someone has given you that has had a large effect on you? I think uh, it was my birthday gift from Eureka students. They made like a video for me and each one of them, he shared his uh, story and the impact that Eureka made uh, in his life. So uh, it was uh, it was the best gift I I ever received. <laughs> Wonderful. So Afnan uh, Ali, may you keep uh, delivering these gifts to your uh, students uh, and to the world. Uh, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ali. Thank you, Afnan. Thank you for listening to this episode of Startups Arabia podcast. If there was something you really liked about what the guest said today, reach out to them on social media and tell them what you liked. And of course, if you haven't subscribed yet, what are you waiting for? You don't want to miss any of our great upcoming episodes. Also, please rate us and give us comments on our social media accounts so that we know how to improve. And also tell us what you like. We don't mind hearing that either. Until next time, this was your host, Addie's Whale.